Hello, welcome. My name is Stephen Stewart, and I'm here today with Live Reality Games to talk more about Survivor British Columbia, Season 6, Rock Rain Valley. We just had Episode 6, the Merge episode, and I'm here today to talk all about it. Now, I was supposed to have a guest today, Jamie LaFrance from Season 8, but unfortunately he has COVID, so he will not be here joining. But I have a probably even more important guest who I'm going to bring out right now. I have the one, the only, the Lexi. Uh, Lexi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Much better than I was like two and a half years ago. So, <laughs> I mean, so you were voted out this episode. I mean, what was, what was that reaction? What was that feeling walking out of Tribal Council? Because I remember you and I and Lori were the only ones who were in Ponderosa. You were pretty mad. Yeah, I think I think I was mostly frustrated because in my mind, there's this very clear, obvious, straightforward strategy. We had mm -hmm. numbers going into the merge. I was very loyal to Ula Ula. Um, I was like, this seems pretty straightforward. There's no reason that anyone from Ula Ula should be going home now or in the next three tribals. Um, so when I went home, it was like, I tried so hard, so hard to make something happen that was going to be in the best interest of the six people that I cared the mm -hmm. most about in the game. And it did not work. Um, so yeah, I was really frustrated because I think what I, everything I was saying was true. I mean, not not in terms of like gameplay, what I was saying to people, but like you the general. About Lindsay anyways? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, it was a really great strategy, I thought. And I think the problem is I just didn't execute properly. So mm -hmm. then I was done. Well, we mentioned a little bit earlier, what's it like rewatching or really kind of living the experience of Survivor BC, which was 2019 pre-COVID, like it felt like a whole nother age. Yeah, it's a whole different world. It's weird traveling back in time like that. Um, it's like definitely cringy watching the episodes, um, just like in terms of like watching myself back. But mm -hmm. I think like watching back just the gameplay in general, I remember having a great time. So it's bringing up a lot of good memories for me. And I think it's fun to watch things play out. There are like bits and pieces that I didn't know or didn't get to see in when it was happening live. So it's What's been fun. What surprised you the most? Like, like what what have you seen? You're like, oh, I didn't know that was happening, or maybe I hadn't seen that side of things. Ooh, um, I mean, having just come off of the merge episode, <clears throat> I know I mentioned this to you before, but just like I didn't realize how negatively I was perceived by some of mm -hmm. the members of my tribe. Um, and I guess even like pre, like at tribe swap, I thought that like my game pre-swap was pretty solid. Um, so it was surprising to see that there were people, even at that point, that were like, mm, I don't know about Lexi. Did not see that coming. Well, let's kind of get in. So one thing I'd like to talk about is we didn't see a lot of you in your swap tribe, Ulu Ulu 2.0. Part of that, and I think part of it's definitely the winner's curse, right? The joy of losing is you get more screen time as people watch you get voted out. Uh, talk to me about your thoughts on the swap and your swap tribe and what you're trying to do around do then. Yeah, so... Um, I was really excited. It was like right before the swap. I did not care about Aleem at all for the first like two rounds of the game. I was like, meh, whatever. Like he's Noah's friend. He can go anytime. And then there was like one round um, when we did the the questions, we had to answer questions about the other mm -hmm. tribe. At, at some point in that round, we just kind of clicked and I was like, okay, I think I actually could work with this person. So I was really excited that Aleem was on my tribe. Um, I looking back now, it's like I I did not like I, I watched so much Survivor and I still mm -hmm. didn't know how to handle a tribe swap, apparently, because like I put no effort, zero effort into talking with Rachel or Taylor or Tony. I was like, 
you guys are the enemy. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> I didn't even try with Kristen and she was on my old tribe. And I knew that if we lost, like she would be most likely to flip in my opinion. And I still didn't try to like keep her mm -hmm. in my good graces. I was just like, no, like I'm going to talk to Aleem about strategy, even though that's two out of six and that could be problematic. So I think like tribe swap I is probably for me when like my strategy just kind of failed completely. Like my strategic mm -hmm. game went out the window and I was like, also in my defense, I started to get a cold right around that time and it just like progressively <laughs> got worse. So I was like brain fog and it just like steadily up to merge was just like getting worse and worse and worse. Like, I don't know if you remember after I got voted out, we went to the house mm -hmm. and I was like so out of it. And I'm pretty sure that y'all had like saved the master bedroom for me with like an ensuite bathroom. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in here and I'll see you all tomorrow. It was like 6 p.m. or something. I was dead. It was awful. <laughs> so that probably didn't help either. But yeah, tribe swap. Um, I was not super pumped about. Obviously, I would have wanted to be with David. Um, mm -hmm. He was my tightest ally at that point. And that didn't happen, which I kind of figured was intentional because I don't think it was a secret that we were really close. Um, mm -hmm. But I think I could have definitely done more with the tribe swap than I did to set myself mm -hmm. up for the merge. In now, would that have been like just making sure you talk to Kristen so she feels more accepted or is that like scheming and strategizing with the Baton members so they feel like there's someone you can pull in or work with or have a, have a more working relationship with? I think both. And it's hard to know how things would have played mm -hmm. out. But I think one of the things that I've learned since Survivor BC is it's the best thing you can do for yourself is keep your options as open as possible. Mm -hmm. So if I had continued to talk to Kristen and tried to pull Kristen and Aleem aside and say like, hey, listen, things are looking good. Like they're getting rid of Batohan on the other tribe. If mm -hmm. we can just stay strong, like we'll have numbers going into the merge. Those are conversations that I had with Aleem. Mm -hmm. Those are not conversations that I had with Kristen. And if I would have sat down, I mean, I kind of got to know Rachel and Taylor and Tony, but if I would have sat down with them and just said like, what are your thoughts? Like, how are you mm -hmm. feeling about this? Like, I'm open. If I had communicated that at all, I maybe would have had more luck, especially when we get into like what happened at the merge. Like what I did at the merge made no sense based on how I handled the tribe swap, but I did it anyway. Um, <laughs> so I think I would have like done more interacting with the other tribe. It, mm -hmm. What happened at the merge might have gone a lot differently. Well, so you're going to merge. You have a number, six Ula Ula, four Batahan. And you mentioned before, like you're kind of at this point thing, like Ulu is strong, at least initially, right? Let's let's take the upper hand we have before. I don't know if you're thinking like Ulu is the end or like who that's gonna be, but of the baton, what's in, what's your hit list? Like what's that who like which ones do you think are the most threatening to your game? So I think we kind of got to see this in the episode. Um, Rachel would have been top of my list. I knew she was a threat to win. Obviously, like mm -hmm. she she was a great competitive beast. She was pretty strategic. She, everyone seemed to like her. Like I was like, Rachel needs to mm -hmm. go. Um, I also thought she had an idol. So in terms of hit list, I was like, we need to not vote for Rachel the first round because mm -hmm. she's going to play an idol and one of us is going to go home. So I was pitching Keegan um, because I thought his social game was pretty strong too, mm -hmm. which also it's like so many things in retrospect, I maybe would change up because looking at it now, like Keegan was probably someone that I would have wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. Um but I didn't, I was like, no, he needs to go because I like him. So everyone else probably likes him too. So we should just get him. <laughs> so probably like if I had it my way, we would have done Keegan and Rachel would have either played her idol incorrectly or she would have held on to it. 
Um, then we would have had the numbers to do a 3-3 split in the next mm -hmm. round, get rid of Rachel. Then it would have been Taylor and Tony left. And at that point, either we get rid of Taylor and Tony, or maybe it's an opportunity to try to work with Taylor and Tony. Um, but I think probably Rachel and Keegan would have been my my number one and two for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, when we start the episode, right, we, we bring the tribes out, we learn that you emerge, you're grabbing your new buffs, which are a beautiful purple color. Um, something we don't see in the episode is that Stacy, I believe, finds an extra vote in her buff. Is that something that you knew about at the time? Was that? No, I okay. had no idea. Yeah. I didn't yeah, find out until afterward. Because, yeah, an, an extra vote could have, I don't think that allows you to split the votes per se, but who knows? It, Oh, I don't yeah. think so. Because we would have had seven. We could have mm -hmm. done, well, no, yeah. Four, three, four? Eh, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really work. If, if you knew that you were able to get one of the minority to flip out, maybe. Who knows? Um, so yeah. it probably would have made a huge difference. But you have, then you, this is when you learn that you can compete or you can eat. And everyone chooses the, the compete. Was there ever a doubt in your mind that you, that you were going to compete? Well, I don't think that they actually told us that it was a choice. I'm pretty sure what happened, based on what I remember, is mm -hmm. kind of the way that they phrased things, it sounded like there was like a little bit of a choice, but they just said, you're all going to compete. Once your cup drops, then you start eating. Mm -hmm. They didn't explicitly tell us that once the okay. challenge was over, the merge feast was over. So I was like, yeah, like I'm going to try my best in the challenge. And then once I'm done, it's merge feast. And then eventually we leave. I did not realize that I was on a time crunch. I mean... You, I th so you were like, you you dropped in the middle, right? I think you were like, you you came in fifth place. Because I, I think at that point, uh, Chris and Tony, Aleem and Stacy, yeah, all dropped before you, and then you drop, and you. So I think you had a fair amount of time to eat, though, like at least ten minutes, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, if I recall correctly, I was like content with the amount of food I had consumed before the challenge was even done. I was like, all right, I'm full, I'm good. I mean, one of my favorite parts of the episode um, was you, like, I, I forget, like, it was a Taylor or Keegan gets, no, Lindsay steps down. Lindsay. And you give her exact <laughs> instructions, like, you should eat this and this and this, and spaghetti is good, hot dogs a little less so, get the juice. You, you tell, you give, you lay out the game plan for how she should approach the merch fees. Yeah, which is kind of ironic given, like, the reasons that people weren't super happy with me with how things went down with the merch. But I was, if I'm good at anything, it's food reviews. So I was like, asked, and I was like, I'm ready. I have an answer to this question. Um, well, while you're eating with other people who's in the challenge, is there any strategy discussion or is it more like for you, it's maybe, is it more meet and greet with Keegan or more reuniting with David, Lindsay and Stacy? Yeah, I think it was interesting because, um, I mean, that was a fun group of people regardless of tribal lines. Mm -hmm. So definitely no strategy, but I think um, we were just kind of getting to know each other. And it felt to me pretty lighthearted. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I wanted people to like me. I wanted to get to know some of the people that I hadn't had a chance to talk to yet, which was um, mostly, I guess, Keegan at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I um, I don't think that, there was much conversation aside from just like jokes about food and like what was mm -hmm. happening at the time. So we end up in this head to head match where it's finally down to Rachel and David, and they're going to race over to the mat where the mute idol is first when there wins, uh, as long as they don't drop a cup of jelly bellies off their heads. Now, in retrospect, do you think you got unlucky that David won? Because let, let me put it this way. Had Rachel won immunity, 
I don't think, she, to my knowledge, she hadn't told anyone about her idol. And she seemed very dead set of playing it out of the first tribal council. So she would have held on to her idol. You would have probably voted Keegan or Taylor out. And there would have been, I don't, there could have been no issue with that. Right. And then you're sitting pretty on a 6 3 majority at final nine. I wonder what would have happened because my understanding of how things went down is mm-hmm. um, so I went in, I, my first conversation was with David and Aleem about strategy. And mm-hmm. that's when, oops, sorry. Um, you kind of got a, I think a brief window into that, that my mindset, which was like, we shouldn't be voting for Rachel. Cause I think David came in and he was like, we should just vote for Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, we should not because yeah. she probably has an idol. She'll idol one of us out. Um, but then that's when we said, why don't we just do Keegan then? He's probably the next biggest threat from that tribe. Um, so then after the three of us finished our conversation, we kind of said, let's go around to the rest of Ula Ula and just touch base with them, let them know what our idea is, get, get their plan, and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Um, and so then I kind of bounced around to everyone and just said, here's probably if you ask different people, you would hear different responses about how those conversations happened. Oh, this is your story and you're on the podcast. So you're giving us the definitive look of how the merge went down. I have so much power. Wow. Okay. So here's, here are the facts about what happened. I went around and I said, here's an idea. Let me know what you think. I probably honestly didn't say that. I probably was like, here's the plan. Um, and expected there to be feedback if people had mm-hmm. feedback to give. In retrospect, probably should have asked more questions about what people were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it felt like there was a time crunch. Like we got told you don't have the night to get to know each other. You have hours to make a plan. So I was like, we have a limited amount of time. Let's just get the business done and move on with our lives. Um, so my plan and David's plan and Aleem's plan initially was to just vote for Keegan, 6-4, super easy, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um Except for it wasn't because then Aleem also had this plan (laughs) where uh, we could just, um, Aleem and I could pretend that we wanted to flip and Mm -hmm. then we would get more information about them. I think we were worried that Rachel might play her idol for Keegan or something. We were like, if we just pretend that we want to flip, they'll give us information and then we can correctly vote and make sure that they don't play their idol. Question. So So what made people convinced that Rachel had the idol? Um, I think it was because, um, when we, so we got the idol clue at our camp Mm -hmm. and immediately everyone started looking like Mm -hmm. there was no question. It was like, all right, it's like three V three, let's go. Um, and we looked around, Aleem didn't find anything. I didn't find anything. Kristen didn't tell us that she found anything. And I think that if any of the three of us had found something, we probably would have shared it with the Mm -hmm. other ones. Um, and Of the other three, I mean, it could have been Taylor. I don't remember if there was any other indicator. I think it was just, it seemed pretty likely that if if there was a one in six chance and really a one in three chance, because we figured it wasn't me, Aleem, or Kristen, Mm -hmm. then it it was most likely Rachel who had found it. Gotcha. So it was just like thinking like most likely that she ended up with it after the scramble. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't want to get screwed by an idol. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the plan that we came up with was way too complicated. In retrospect, I wish that we would have just sat down with the six original Ula Ula, like circled up, which is what the original Batohan did. Like the four of mm-hmm. them circled up. They talked to each other. They said, we are in the minority. What do we do? Meanwhile, Ula Ula is like in groups of two and three and one at some points. Like, I don't know what we were doing or thinking. Um, <laughs> it was a mess. 
And so then like plans kept like forming and changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like we could easily have come up with a great plan with the six of us that didn't need to involve me and Aline pretending to flip. And again, why would anyone believe that I want to flip when I didn't even talk to the original Batohan at all during the swap? Like that's not even a plausible strategy for me. Because what's interesting, I'm looking back at my notes of all of the scenes, the only there's only two times we see only Ulu Ulu original together. It's that first initial conversation with you, David, and Lean, and then it's when you're in the log with um, Lindsay and I forget um, and Kristen. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I'm just trying to search her name. Uh, I, t- I took notes. So like, it's like there, there was like very few times that you that you all were like together alone. Otherwise, you were always with other people. I felt like from mm-hmm. the from the Batuan tribe. Mm-hmm. And so I get what you mean. Like you didn't ever have a time to really huddle up and kind of say, here's our, like, we're voting Keegan. The decoy is Lindsay. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So going back to your original question of if, if Rachel or yeah, if Rachel had one immunity, would things have played out differently? My understanding is that David had to really push for them not to just do a straight vote on me. Stacy really wanted me out. Mm-hmm. She was ready to just put my name down. And I mm-hmm. think she had Lindsay and Kristen convinced and they would have had a majority on mm-hmm. me. So I think the only reason that they voted for Rachel is because David said, Rachel might have an idol, just vote for her. Either mm-hmm. we get Rachel out or we flush her idol. And it was the best chance at keeping me in the game, even though it was like slim to none. Yeah, because my understanding of the time and you were kind of a sacrificial lamb in a way, right? Either we, we win out, Rachel's gone, or she plays her idol, and if Lexi goes, a lot of players were okay with that happening, right? They were okay with you getting the collateral damage. And I think you I think you realize, like, we've seen your final confession, you're like, I think it's Rachel or it's me tonight. You mm-hmm. kind of realize, like, this is problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at that point, there wasn't much I could do. I probably mm-hmm. could have caused a little bit more uproar at, at Tribal. I was pretty quiet, but I don't know what yeah. I would have said to change anyone's mind. No, uh, so... I understand why where Chris is coming from being like, I don't feel great about Lexi and the lame, right? Because I just spent all this time on a swap tribe with them. They're not strategizing with me. We see a lot of Kristen being really wooed by Taylor and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, so why was Stacy feeling that like you need to go? Steven, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I would love to know because I I remember. I don't remember when I saw this, but at some point I remember Stacy saying that like I was acting really sketchy, I think mm-hmm. during the Chris vote and like I wouldn't mm-hmm. make eye contact or something. I don't remember why I would have been sketchy or what I would have been mm-hmm. thinking. I have no idea. I know that I my best guess is I think that there were a lot of people who wanted to work with David. Um, mm-hmm. And David and I were pretty tight from the beginning. And I think maybe what people were thinking among many things, because it's mm-hmm. a complicated game. But I think part of it was, if they get me out, then David's in the market for new allies. Like, mm-hmm. it was, my perspective was, like, me, David, and Aleem, if we could stick with Ula Ula for the first couple votes, like, we would have been in a great position in the game. We would have stuck together. Mm-hmm. I would not have taken David to the end, but I would have had the option of Aleem. It would have been great. Um, so I, I kind of think maybe Stacy wanted to... Um, just open up kind of the market for David. Mm -hmm. I also think um, one of kind of my misperceptions of the game is I forgot that like not everyone thinks like me. So when I, when we were in a time crunch 
and we're trying to just like make a decision and then like mm-hmm. move forward with our game. In my mind, it's like, all right, let's have a plan. If the plan is logical, people will get that and they'll be good with it. And then we'll move forward. So when I'm going around saying, hey, we're going to vote for Keegan because Rachel might have an idol. We're going to stay Ula Ula strong. It's straightforward. Mm-hmm. I expect that everyone's going to be like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be receptive to that. I'd be like, yeah, that's, that sounds good to me. <laughs> right? But some people don't like being told what to do. And it's mm-hmm. understandable that people probably want to feel like their opinions being taken mm-hmm. into consideration. So if someone comes up to you and they say, here's what we're going to do. If you already kind of have a bad taste in your mouth about that person, you're probably going to be like, hmm are we? Or Mm -hmm. maybe I don't want to work with you. So I'm going to go around and tell every other person that I talk to that we should just get you out. Because I think what what we see a lot from Stacy is Stacy is really telling people like, uh, I think like towards the end, she's talking to TSL. She's like, I think Alex is acting like she runs the show. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you see Stacy really proliferating this. I think, I think a little bit, it comes up with like the Chris vote, but really I think it seems like it must be it's coming out from this vote and how you're presenting yourself that she's like, I'm not down for that. What's really funny to me is that so I was I was having conversations with David and Aleem and I guess it was my idea to vote for Keegan. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aleem had this whole elaborate plan. I thought that I was kind of being a messenger. So like David had told me things. Aleem had told me things. I was like, I want to make sure that I'm communicating with the rest of Ula Ula because mm-hmm. I want to make sure we're all on the same page. But I think that the way that I communicated that made it sound like these were all my ideas and not like there was any sort of collaboration. So I feel like David and Aleem kind of, I mean, David and Aleem got off pretty like, I don't know, like they, no heat fell on them, I guess mm-hmm. it seemed like. Like there was a little bit of heat with Aleem because he was associated with me mm-hmm. and David had heat because he's David and like everyone knew that he was like a challenge god already. So like. They, <laughs> he just were, exudes this aura of chal- exactly. a challenge threat. <laughs> But like, because it, that wasn't because of the plan or like the strategic elements of the merge, all of that seemed to fall on me, even though in my mind, like there was this like three person collaboration that happened. Mm -hmm. And I think I probably just accidentally took credit for things that I shouldn't have taken credit for because it did not make me look good. (laughs) Well, one one of the fun things this episode, I don't think it really comes out into the confessional is that a lot of information is being leaked constantly. Right. And I don't think it was you're the person running something, but I think I get a sense that Stacy, Kristen, and maybe Lindsay to an extent were more open with like kind of passing information or maybe even Lima. I can't tell, but there was a lot of channels of information going to Baton. So you make a strategy, Baton here is they confront you. They change strategy, Baton here is like mm-hmm. they confront you. Was there a lot of that going on within the couple hours? Yes. And it was going both ways. And again, this is because of our stupid plan to like, for me and Aleem to kind of be moles. It was also going back to Ula Ula from Batohan. So that's, you heard a lot of people talk about how Lindsay was like the throwaway vote. Mm -hmm. I think when we initially said that, we didn't really think about the fact that they might go back and be like, oh, you're like, everyone's saying to vote for Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Like, why would anyone tell Ula Ula that we're going to vote for Lindsay? if they don't think Ula Ula is going to vote for Lindsay. But like, I think it was like Taylor Keegan, people who didn't necessarily trust me and Aleem going back and being like, Hey, they're saying Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Well, now Lindsay's like, why are they saying my name? No one discussed this with me. <laughs> why am I the, why, why are they, why, why are you putting my name out there from the vote for? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which it's like all of these, all of these little pieces that it's like, if I could have dealt with that, if I would have sat mm-hmm. down with Lindsay and said, Hey, super sorry. That wasn't my idea. Never, ever was going to write your name down. Like, I would only have said that if I thought you would be safe. That might have helped sway her 
to vote for Keegan. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I did not have that conversation with her or with anyone. It was like, there was so much. And I think that's it is like, I've been beating myself up about this episode because like there are so many things that I should have done differently, but also we did have a very limited amount of time and we kept having to go back and do damage control because mm-hmm. things were getting leaked. So it was like, mm-hmm. I would have loved to sit down and have conversations with people, but kept having people were coming up to me and being like, oh, you're voting this way. Wait, but you said you were voting this way. Wait, are you voting this way? Wait, why did you say this person's name? So then they're saying, oh, Lexi's saying a thousand people's names. Mm-hmm. That was never my intention. I don't mm-hmm. consider myself a messy player, but I think a lot of things <laughs> in my mouth and I kept trying to like do damage control on both sides. And so it Mm -hmm. ended up that like, it was, it was just a complete mess. So in your, in an ideal world, like you would have had brought you, you wish you brought the six of you together and you just kind of hash things out from the get go and say, no matter what happens, let's stick with this and let's reconvene at the end just to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Or honestly, like, wasn't it like a Boston Rob strategy to just like not let system? go off alone? Seriously? Like, <laughs> I wish I that would have been amazing if you pulled that off. Seriously. I mean, not even the buddy system, but just like, you know what? Let's sit down as Ula Ula. We're six mm-hmm. strong. What do we have? Like two hours. All right. Like, why do we need to talk to Batohan? They don't need to know anything. Oh, you want to go talk to Batohan? Hmm, why? Why do you oh, feel the need to talk now, to them? Now there's kind of the jury. Now, now that kind of opens up a jury management issue, right? How much do you think that would tick off the, the Batohan? And if they play that all successfully, they are definitely aiming for you at that place. If they because they're like, we need to take out Boston Lexi. But Stephen, at least I would have made the jury. <laughs> <laughs> like I got nothing. I was that was the most devastating thing to me. I ju- I went into that game and I was like, I know it's hard to win. I just want to make the jury. Mm-hmm. Then we made merge, and I was like, awesome. I made jury because that's what I thought that meant. That is not what that meant. So sad. <laughs> hey, we had we had a, we had a great time at Ponderosa in the pre, in the pre jury house. I can say that much though. That's true. Got some great book recommendations. So mm-hmm. who's the real winner? <laughs> so looking back at when you were watching the episode and watching everyone scrambling around and strategizing did, did anything surprise you or like you hadn't realized people were having these conversations or that there were these relationships that were coming up um i think there were some things that i was just starting to realize mm-hmm. i had no so like i went into survivor bc about as fresh as you can be like yeah. i didn't know that live reality games were a thing i didn't know about orgs i knew nothing and there's this whole like deeply connected community And I found out about Survivor BC from a Reddit post that I just happened to see. Like, I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't even cross my mind that people might have played these games before or played them with other people Mm -hmm. or, like, knew of people because they're, like, low-key famous in the community, Mm -hmm. like TSL. Like, I knew nothing. And so, Mm -hmm. like... It finally, toward the end of the merge, and it was like way too late to do anything about it, it started to click with me like, oh, some of these people know each other, mm-hmm. and those relationships might be influencing some of the decisions that are being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was weird for me because I didn't know any of the other relationships, but from watching episodes, Rachel and my relationship is on full display. Everyone's like, oh, Stephen and Rachel, they know each other. This is such a problem. Like, I had never really talked with Rachel ever before RBC, which was very funny. And so it was, it was interesting to see, like, because you have oh, Keegan and Aleem have a connection from Pacific Northwest. You know, Stacy has, has years of experience. She is not coming. She's not being forthright about whatsoever. I'm trying to think of at this point what other relationships I mean. Kevin and David had, had played with each other, but that relationship was, was gone at this point. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay and Kevin had known each other, but that relationship was gone at this point. Uh, TSL and... Um, 
Tony had both played with each other. And so that was that that's so that's why they were working closely because that's that they were able to build based off that. So there was a lot of these small these smaller or sometimes major connections influencing things in the background. Yeah, super interesting. And I still don't know like to what extent, like if Kristen and TSL had never spoken before ever in their lives, like would mm -hmm. they have been as open to working with each other as they were? Like, I don't know, maybe, but mm -hmm. who can say? There were a lot of other things that were happening too. I don't think it was a decision that was exclusively made based on pre-existing relationships, but yeah, I had no idea. So I'm trying, let me, let me think. Um, if you had been successful, and let's say you voted out Keegan, um, and then at the final nine, you would have had then vote split on, on Rachel, and you mm -hmm. split on her and TSL most likely. Yeah, probably. Okay, and and you have voted Rachel on the revote at the final eight. Are you? Would you have gone all in on Ulu and stay with them, or would you have? If you had the blind side, someone in your tribe, who would who have been the people you thought was most disposable, or like people I need to get out of my way to reach the end game. So I think the funniest thing and the thing that I kept thinking about right after mm -hmm. I got voted out is in my mind, when I was thinking about Endgame, I was thinking like, who would I go to the end with? And it was always people from Ula Ula. I mm -hmm. think I probably would have wanted to get rid of all of original Batohan and then just worked from the inside. Mm -hmm. I had no intentions of taking David to the end because mm -hmm. he would have beat all of us. Mm -hmm. I, I think in my mind, I would have wanted to kind of switch gears at final six and probably, I think I probably would have been loyal to Aleem at that, that point, which would have like complicated things because my original plan was like, just like talk to Stacy, Kristen, Lindsay, mm -hmm. let's get a four to two majority and get rid of David and Aleem. Mm -hmm. And then like, I would be happy to go to the end with, Lindsay or Kristen or Stacy, and we could have just kind of duped it out after final four. And I don't know. I mean, like so much would have happened in between, like I would have, I would have been open to any of those possibilities within mm -hmm. that Ula, but I think probably at six, like as much as I love David, I probably would have flipped the target on him pretty quickly because mm -hmm. like he had a very real possibility of just winning out at some point. Mm -hmm. so, like you have to take the shot when you can. That's, that, that, that's interesting. Um, So looking back to, towards the Crispo, because I feel because I feel like a lot some, some of the things with with Stacy like kind of came up for the Crispo because you seem because you played a very pivotal role in helping push the vote on Chris instead of Aline, right? Do you think that's something that you should have changed and not done, or may, or approached it differently? I mean, in retrospect, like I'm so glad that we voted out Chris because the alternative would have been Aline, and like so many things in the game and like in my personal life would look very different if we were <laughs> um, um, spoilers uh lexi and Liam are currently dating <laughs> however um i i think that vote to me felt so necessary because i had this perception that david and i were a tight duo mm -hmm. and Lindsay and chris were a tight duo mm -hmm. and if we didn't take the shot at chris and Lindsay first then they were going to take a shot at us mm -hmm. so i was like let's just get rid of chris in hindsight, especially watching like Chris's confessionals, I don't think that that was as like necessary of a move as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, so I think probably game wise, it might've been more helpful to me to like try to loop Chris in and like save him mm -hmm. and just let Aleem go. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I have no regrets about voting Chris out. So. <laughs> and, and honestly, Aline was a good ally for you, right? Aline was probably a correct choice, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a different way to approach it that didn't leave some players like, hmm, Lexi, she seems to be like, she thinks she's running the show. <laughs> I just talk too much. That's the problem. Because again, that was a decision that David also felt very strongly about. Mm -hmm. Like he might've even said it to me before I said it to him that we should do Chris. I was just like, yeah, you know what? I feel the same way. But David didn't get the heat for that. Mm -hmm. I got the heat for that. Why didn't I just keep my mouth shut? I don't know. So if you could time travel back to yourself in 2019, you're playing to RBC and you just made Merge, right? Would you still have the same strategy of Ulu Ulu Strong and, and figured out the final six onwards? Or would, knowing, no spoilers, of course, but knowing what you've seen in the episodes and everything, like, would you, would you change anything majorly? That's the funny thing is... Um... I still think it would have been the best strategy. Mm -hmm. Even like, I mean, you saw in the merge episode that there were probably some people within Ula Ula, definitely some people within Ula Ula that at that point, like would not have had any interest in working with me. Mm -hmm. But I think if I could do damage control, like if I would have handled those relationships differently, I think mm -hmm. there's a very real possibility that I could have been, I could have had great relationships with all of the original Ula Ula and I could have kept those doors open for myself to just make it to the end. Like mm -hmm. I had this great plan in my head, just the execution was way off. <laughs> <sighs> See, the problem is you should have stolen some coins too. That would have really helped to like endear yourself to everyone around you. <laughs> I mean, cause all I heard was like, yeah, there's even, there's all these stories people were telling you, all these crazy things you did. I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah well i think i mean didn't keegan kind of like really lean into that though? efficiently bust me <laughs> so that, that, that's keegan expertly and efficiently did what he had to do he did so, what can i say i gave him Mom. ammunition <laughs> <laughs> um so you talk about how you're a huge fan of survivor and you know i feel like when you want <laughs> So my very first time playing Survivor, I got to the end and I got shut out um, for, for pretty much. And it was like kind of for me living my Survivor dream and nightmare, like playing a game and doing so well, but losing at the end. And I feel mm -hmm. like I learned a lot and changed a lot because of it. Did, like, did you feel like you changed or grew as a person as a result of your experience with Survivor BC? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, it's like you have this perception of yourself as a person. Mm -hmm. And then you're surrounded by people who have their own perceptions of you. But I think like when you're in your own community, like there's a certain level of shelter, like yeah. no one's just going to straight up be like, mm, I don't like the way that you talked to me. So we are no longer friends in Survivor. It's like a very, um, I think, harsh mirror at mm -hmm. times. So you go into it and like, I mean, people usually aren't terrible. So it's not like it's people aren't necessarily always like cruel, but you do, you do get, I think some feedback about the way that you interact with other people and just like the way that you think and how it might be different from other people. So I think like at the end of that experience, I learned a lot about how to interact with people who don't think like me. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about um, what perceptions I had of myself that 
might have been accurate and some that might not have been as accurate. Um, and I think like for me, it was a really humbling experience. And I think for everyone who didn't win, it was probably a fairly humbling yes. experience. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. <laughs> sucks, but you take away a lot from it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think like I learned a lot about myself and like, yeah, just in terms of like gameplay too, just kind of realizing what strategies are effective and what ones aren't and like thinking through like, what would I do differently? It's just like, maybe not like a human growth, like aspect, but just like from like a strategic, like kind of fun aspect. Like mm -hmm. it was really, it was really great to be able to go through that experience and be like, all right, like if I did it again, I could do it better, I think. So how did your understanding of Survivor of the game or Survivor of the show change as a result of playing? Um, I think I just realized how important the social aspect of the game really is. Like, I, I think I fell in love with Survivor because of, like, the strategic aspect and just, mm -hmm. like, watching people, like, honestly, like, manipulate their way through a game. It's, like, really impressive. The oh, my gosh, you are going to be Boston Rob next time you play, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> He's not my favorite Survivor, just to be clear. Who is your favorite um, Survivor? Ooh, uh, from the U.S. seasons exclusively. I'll let you do both. First U.S. only, then it will throw international in. Okay. Though my... I am behind on Survivor Australia, so don't spoil me. Ooh, okay. Um, I will. I will not spoil you. But that's I've been watching a lot of Survivor Australia lately. My favorite U.S. Survivor, um, man, I like. I feel like I have a type, so it's hard to pick. Like, like the like kind of like awkward nerds are like my Survivor <laughs> type one hundred percent. Like Cochran, Fishback, like mm -hmm. um, even like. Spencer to a certain extent. Um, I used to say just kind of ironically that um, Eric Reichenbach was my favorite just because like I thought he was hilarious to watch. Um, but if I had to pick an actual favorite, it would it would probably be Cochran. Mm -hmm. Australian survivors. Oh man. It's gotta be Shawnee. Have you seen, have you seen? Oh, Shawnee? I love your choice so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's like luxury item is like sunglasses, like from home <laughs> wins a place in my heart. Like her, like Shawnee on all stars and Shawnee on um, champions versus contenders. Contenders is just amazing content. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. She, and talk about social game. Like mm -hmm. I think she's a really good example of how far social game can get you. Yeah. I mean, I think. That was probably one of the best highlights of social game I've ever seen is Shoni and how she plays and what she does. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about the merge or your time in Survivor BC they haven't brought brought up? Oh man. Um, no, I think I think we I guess I just want to be very clear that there was as chaotic as that merge was, at the very start, there was like a very clear plan that could have been executed mm -hmm. to perfection and we could have had a very different result. I think mm -hmm. there was just a lot of chaos that ensued between the start and the end um, that I didn't have that much control over. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like, I feel like I, it looks like I'm this like super chaotic player who is like trying to run things. That was not how I was trying to play the game. It might've accidentally been how I played the game at the merge, but that was not my intention. <laughs> One of the things I want to bring up before I forget is I love your clothing choices because you have, it's a mole jacket, right? So the thumbprint on it that you're wearing the game. 
Um, it's not, but it looks like it. Yeah, it's it looks like a it. tree trunk. But it looks uh, like a tree okay. trunk. I know. Because I know then you you also have the Rob as a podcast shirt later on, too. I was like, man, Lexi Le- Le- Lexi's attire is on point for a survivor game. <laughs> I know. I bought the shirt. Here's a confession. I bought the shirt right before I left for Survivor BC because I was like, oh, like this'll this'll help me make some friends. Cause mm-hmm. like it'll be like a connecting point. And looking back, I've had a couple of people be like, why would you wear it? Like, doesn't that kind of make you look like a super fan? And like, isn't that something that most people would try to avoid? But I wasn't enough of a super fan to be like, oh, people shouldn't know how much I know about Survivor. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know that much about Survivor. Like, I'm not like, <laughs> like it's not going to be an issue. I mean, <laughs> I will say, I think as soon as you play one of these live games, you are elevated to super fan. No matter how much the real show you've seen, like, it is a tier above itself to having played and Try to put your money where your mouth is, right? It's one thing to arm, 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 be, be in your sofa and say, oh, I would do everything differently. I wouldn't give up in this endurance challenge. I would, mm-hmm. win, I would do all the things. But when you're out there in person, it's much harder. Yeah, that's the fun part. It's like it's really easy to watch and, and think about all of the things that people should have done differently and how dumb they are for making the moves that they did. But going out and trying it for yourself is like, yeah, I am very grateful to have had the experience. So I have a couple... Actually, one more question. I have I have rapid fire questions, but at the end of the day, were you there when when production was doing their daily wrap up podcast and we had to do winner predictions? Because I remember who my winner prediction was at this point in the game. Do you remember yours? I think that might have been um, the night that I like went to bed at six o'clock. Took the longest shower of my life and then cashed out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't remember. I I know that I would have picked David, but mm-hmm. I don't think I actually yeah. said that. I, I remember saying I thought Lindsay would win at this point. Really? Yeah, because my prediction at that at this point was that Ulu Ulu would stick together, and I thought Lindsay was in a very good place in the mm-hmm. Ulu Ulu five. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. So Man. we'll have to see what happens. Um, really? Even though you and I already both know what happens, we just won't <laughs> say a thing about it. Um, right. Now. I, I want to kind of wrap up with some just rapid fire questions about your game. Just, just kind of say the first answer that comes to your head. Okay. Um, what's your highest moment in the game? Like the best moment for you? Dragging Tony across the field. Also, <laughs> not just the game. It's my highest life moment. <laughs> you have no idea how mad it was. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's Tony versus Lexi. He's a guy. He, we're, we have this in the bag, right? And I'm watching you manhandle Tony. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's my proudest moment. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite what's a favorite moment from camp life? Oh man. Um I the I think it was the first or second night we were there. It was like when things still felt like summer camp. We hadn't mm-hmm. had to vote anyone out or maybe we had voted out Noah, but it still felt like summer camp after we voted out Noah. Sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> oops. But we were playing like those stupid like camp games. So it was like, I can do this, but I can't do that. And like a bunch of other like just like brain teaser type things. And it was so much fun because it was just like a bunch of random people from who knows where who would never have met under any other circumstances, just like playing stupid camp games at who knows what time at night because we had no clocks. But it was like it was a very sweet moment. So we talked about the highest moment. What did you ever feel like you had a really low moment? What was the lowest moment of your experience in Sour BC? Ooh. Um, okay. It's, this is a kind of a funny low moment, but it is, it has plagued me. I have never forgotten that I did this. Um, it was, I got voted out. 
I've been terribly sick, awful cold for like two days now. I'm in a complete fog. I just got voted out and found out like two seconds before tribal that it was probably going to be me. And they do the, the um, like last confessional, like, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Who are you rooting for? And at that point, I, I wanted to tell everyone that I was rooting for my two closest allies, but I completely blanked on Aleem's name. And I am so grateful that <laughs> somehow that footage got lost. But now I'm going to tell everyone who's watching this podcast that I said in, in front of a camera that I was rooting for David and Alam. <laughs> um, I had been talking to this person exclusively. I hadn't talked to anyone else since the swap for like a full day and a half. We had known each other for like three days and never had any time apart. And I still couldn't get his name right. I mean, when I played with Jara in Surviving Real Foot, it took me three days to remember his name. It was really bad. I was just like, how is this name so much issue? And I just like, I had to have this whole like mnemonic to have to remember his name. It was awful. I I, I never told him, but like, for some reason, it just gave me the, the most trouble was just remembering his name. He was on my tribe. It was too oh, bad. man. I'm glad I'm not alone. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Who surprised you the most while you were out there? Um, I will stop saying Aleem for every answer, although I was very surprised for him because I completely wrote him off day one. Um, but Rachel, honestly, um, I had interacted with her briefly at the beginning of the game. And I was like, meh, like, I don't, she doesn't seem that great. And then she comes out and she's like this challenge beast. She's hilarious. She's like able to make friends with anyone. And I was like, I did not see that coming during our brief conversation. Like I was not expecting that level of gameplay. So I was really surprised by her. Yeah. Who do you wish you work with but that night now? Now do you wish you work with a dinner at the time? Um, definitely Lindsay and Kristen. Um, I think like in my mind, I feel like it was always like on my checklist and I just never got around to it. Like mm-hmm. I I really had a great time. I connected with David right away. I loved working with Aleem, but like my long-term game plan always included Lindsay and Kristen. And I just didn't, I mean, also like, I got separated from Lindsay at the swap, mm-hmm. but like, I don't have that excuse with Kristen. I just like never talked mm-hmm. to them. And I think like it, things could have looked so much different if I would have just had more conversations with both of those people. But I didn't. And I like really liked Lindsay. We just like didn't talk that much. Mm-hmm. Had Ula Ula 1.0, your first tribe gone to a third tribal council, who would have gone home? I, I would have pitched Stacy. Mm-hmm. because she was just the last person on the list of like people I wanted to work with. Like mm-hmm. wasn't going to vote for David at that point. Actually, no, I wouldn't have voted for Aleem at that point. Um, I, I did still want to work with Lindsay and Kristen down the road. So yeah, probably out of like process of elimination, it would have been Stacy. Now, what was your favorite thing about Canada? I mean, Vancouver is beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I will never forget laying on our sleeping bags under the stars and, like, it's pitch black and you can just, like, it's, like, the most peaceful experience. The big tall trees, everything's really green. Like, I loved the scenery here. The mountains, like, it was just beautiful. And finally, how would you how would you encapsulate your Survivor BSC experience or what's your takeaway? Oh, man. Um, it was wild how do i encapsulate an experience that like in so many ways completely changed my life um 
I, gosh, I, I feel like it would take me like an entire, like, like podcast episode on its own, just to talk about like everything that this experience meant to me. Mm -hmm. But like, I think just like relationships that I would never have expected um, with people from all over the place. Um, And just like, I learned so much about like who I am, how I interact with people. um, And then also just like how to, how to do well at games. And I learned that a little too late, but um, yeah, as a whole, fantastic, wild experience, like absolutely wild, but it was incredible. Yeah. Well, it's been several years since Survivor BC. What have you been up to since then? Um, quite a few things, Stephen. Um, I finished my MSW in May, um, moved out to Vancouver because I loved it so much. As we mentioned before, I started dating Aleem. Um, and now I'm just like living in Vancouver, loving my life, getting to see those pretty trees every single day. It's great. I love it. <laughs> and would you play another Survivor game if you could? I tell everyone no, um, but the answer is probably yes. At some point, I'll I'll get the itch again, and I'll probably try to play. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing you play. Yeah, I, I think the first time I think is this magical experience. Then like you, then then you kind of walk here like, oh wow, I would do things really differently next time. And you like you just you can adjust so much after realizing how you act in those situations and and like saying like, oh wow, like. I've watched a show, I've seen swaps, and I did this. <laughs> You're like, right. yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like I almost want to just just one more shot to like take everything I've learned and do it better, and then I can like end my survivor career happy. But we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I think I'll keep playing until I eventually win something. I think well, once I have a victory, well, even then you might be like, oh, but I want another. We'll see. <laughs> You're greedy. Ooh, maybe. Um, well, Lindsay, I. Uh, Lindsay, oh gosh, forgive me, Lexi. <laughs> that happened a lot on Survivor. <laughs> well, even from the other tribe, before like I had Lindsay on my tribe, and it was the two of you in the other tribe. I, I had, I struggled to know which the two of you were which. <laughs> Once I had Lindsay on my tribe and Lexi on your tribe, I'm like, okay, now I know the difference between the, between the two of you. <laughs> um, do you, any last things you want to say or bring up or talk about? Um, I feel like the only thing I haven't said is just how grateful I am to the production of Survivor BC for making it happen. Because I think that's, I mean, I think people who do these games know how much goes into them. Um, But it really is like, again, something that I had no idea, like that people even like had the motivation to put together an entire Survivor game. And I'm just so grateful that people exist like Jaira and the entire production team of people who made it happen um, so that I got to participate in it. It was really awesome. Jaira, Cole, Trevor, Jack, Nolan, all, and all the other people who I'm not mentioning right now, just thank you so much for helping make our season what it is and Matt Raymer for editing it. I'm, it's been super fun having this podcast, finally giving you a chance to kind of talk about your game because I've been doing all those, these like recap podcast for all the, the past couple seasons so now's a chance to talk about our season so i'm yeah. glad we got to hear your story lexi thank you so much for making time for this thanks for listening yeah and so i think that's all from us thank you everyone for tuning in um the next episodes for rbc should be coming out roughly next sunday and i'll be here again next week with hopefully the limited contestant and another former bc player so get excited cool. all right goodbye everyone